0: Thanks. Thanks firstly to Lorraine for, for that reading this morning. Um, it was actually very funny, Phil wasn't sure how to announce Lorraine this morning that was doing the reading, was it his better half, his beautiful wife, the best looking reader that we've had over the weeks. Thankfully he went for option number one uh, this morning, but thank you for it. And thank you to Holly and the guys for, for leading us in worship this morning so beautifully. Um, I, I wanted to take, just before we get into the Word this morning, uh, I wanted to take just one minute just uh, very personally and on behalf of the eldership of the church, and I'm sure on behalf of everyone watching, firstly, just to say thank you to Phil. Um, I just want to acknowledge just his faithfulness in the Word, not just these last number of Sundays, but also every morning as he's been doing the devotions as well. I'm sure you've been blessed, as we all have, um, as he's been taking us through uh, the Gospels over the last, uh, the last number of weeks. And so we just want to say thank you to him. It's been such a blessing having a spiritual father in the house like that. And so I the Lord bless you uh, with that. I, I wanted to just jump in this morning into the Word. Obviously, we've been on a bit of a journey. We're still on our theme, following Jesus in all of life. You know that our journey and our, our pathway, our trajectory of where we've been going, has all been based in this, on this verse in John chapter 14, verse 6, where Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Before Christmas, we looked at the ways of Christ as a church. We had the beautiful moment in January where we covenanted ourselves together that we were going to follow Jesus in these ways really encourage you to still press into those ways, even at this moment. On the run-up between then, up to Easter, we were thinking we were going to look at the truths of Jesus, particularly looking at his teachings, particularly around the parables, and that brought us up to the time of the coronavirus. And since that point, Phil has been leading us through, and we started on to the final part of this, where Jesus says that he is life. And what we've really been trying to unpack, and today again, I just want to continue to unpack, is what do we mean by life and the life that, that Christ has for us. And uh, the thing that we've noticed is that for some people, these last number of Sundays, you've almost become like church junkies, where you have got up and you've joined in with Emmanuel Lurgan at half nine, and some of you have stayed on and have gone into Portadown at half ten and have got two services for the price of one uh, and one go. And and over the the last number of weeks there, the guys in Portadown have been in the book of John. And last week, Al was particularly looking at John chapter 10. And there in John chapter 10 and verse 10, such a well-known verse, but one of the most poignant and specific strategic verses that Jesus declares about this area of life is in John chapter 10 verse 10. Simply says this, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. The, the desire of God always has been And now through not just what Jesus has done on the cross that we've given thanks for this morning, but even what he is still doing in our lives is that we would experience life in the most fullest way possible. And so, so many people have been thinking the whole way through this over the last number of weeks. We've been talking about life during lockdown, but one of the things I would really love us to consider this morning is not just life during lockdown, but what do we mean? What should we expect with fullness of life during this time? What does it actually mean for us to press into it? The reality is that due to the current situation, many people are starting to ask questions, asking questions about life. People have begun to reflect on what really is dependable in life. Because so many things have been changing, they're asking what is constant? What is unchanging in life? People have been starting to, to question and explore the frailty of life, particularly as we look around the world and some of the hurt and pain that people are experiencing. Many people are starting to question even about death and what happens after death. People are questioning even about God himself. Peter Linus from Evangelical Alliance um, dur- during the week on Twitter just shared some um, stats from-, from Google how people have been searching different things online. And he said this, you know, that in the UK since the start of the year, more people have been searching for the word prayer uh, than ever before and more so than even the word vaccine. People are engaged and searching for it. People are searching for this for Jesus itself, even over Google. There's been a spike in it in recent weeks. Over these recent weeks as well, more people have been searching for church than even that they have been for charities. People are asking questions. The interesting thing for us, even over these last number of weeks, has been uh, people engaging with us in, in the Sunday services. You know the prior uh, to this all happening, we would have met here in Castle Lane for two morning services. And over those two morning services, just from adults, Alone, We would have had probably about an average of about 400 adults here every Sunday morning. And since this time, since we've gone online, and this isn't just due, due to the amazing work that Andrew and Matt and the guys are doing putting this together and making it all just go so smoothly, but the reality is that since this time that we've been in lockdown, there has been roughly between three and a half to 4,500 people that have been engaging with our Sunday services weekly. Again, it's got nothing to do about what we're doing, but the reality is people are asking Questions. This current moment is causing people to think. And in the passage today that Lorraine read for us, we see after Jesus' death, his burial, and resurrection that the disciples are full of questions. There's just so much that they're just almost unsure of at this moment. And they start to ask Jesus about the kingdom of Israel when's it going to be restored? And Jesus, gently, just as Jesus so beautifully always does, pushes back with just these words where he says to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates. The Father has set by his own authority. Perhaps like many others at this moment, you're asking questions like, God, when is this all going to end? And Jesus' gentle pushback to the disciples is very clearly what he says gently to us this morning as well. It is not for you to know the times or dates that the Father has set by his own authority. None of us knows what the future looks like. I guess it's why we're so frustrated sometimes when the government don't put deadlines and dates against us, but none of us know what the future really is like. For many people, that makes them feel uncertain, not being able to control what is happening um, or the uncertainty, perhaps even the anxiety that comes with it, it just produces this sense of fear for many people. This week that we've just been in has been recognized as World Mental Health Week. And at this time and and in this moment, we recognize that many people are are suffering even from heightened anxiety, heightened fear at the moment. Anxiety, which is caused, this is the reality, this is what anxiety is all about. It is caused by an unknown of what lies ahead. Many people, because everything is so unknown of where we're going with this and what's going to happen, it just causes this increased sense of stress or fear and anxiety. And yet, in the passage today, Jesus' gentle words to us all, for everyone listening is this, it is not for us to know, it is not for you to know the times and the dates that have been set by the Father. And the reality is, listen, we've been saying this over the last number of weeks, Well, we do not believe for one bit that this virus is of God, God's kingdom never brings death. God's kingdom never brings pain. God's kingdom never brings loss. This is not of God, but God is outworking his purposes through it. And in this moment, God has ordained a season where he is looking to outwork something in the lives of all people around the world. And in your life this morning, And the the good thing is, it's beautiful even as you read this passage that Lorraine has read for us, Jesus doesn't actually judge or condemn the disciples for asking questions. Neither does he judge you for the questions that you have in your mind. So let me me say that to you again this morning. But yet Jesus does recognize that, you know what, some of the worries or concerns that you have around those things are actually the thing that is robbing you of the experience of fullness of life right now that he has for you. The worries or concerns about the unknown of, of what lies ahead. And Jesus says, that it's important for us to keep our eyes and our minds on the things that are important. Don't worry about dates and times that are outside of our control. And Paul actually even says something like this in the book of Philippians. He says, Don't worry about anything, instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Imagine on this week of World Mental Health Week that there could be something that could guard your heart and your mind and it's the peace of God and he has it for you. And the reality is while Jesus gently encourages us and endorses us this morning to to focus on what is important, there are certain things, there are certain absolutes in this passage that he says that actually it is important for us to consider. As Phil has said at the beginning, this is Ascension Sunday. This is the time when we remember and reflect on the fact that Jesus has ascended and gone back to heaven. And in the, the passage this morning that Lorraine read for us, uh, verse 9 to 11 actually touches on this, is what it says again. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why do you stand looking up into the sky? It's almost like, why do you stand questioning? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. What, what I want to do this morning, just I'm going to be just sharing on a few of these verses Lorena's read, but also just last week when, when Phil had messaged me about sharing this morning, that morning when I was out, part of my new routine and rhythm, even during this lockdown process, I've been getting out for a bit of a walk, prayer walk with the Lord in the mornings, and that morning when I was out, I felt the Spirit really specifically speak to me. This is before Phil had even asked, and for me, I felt it was a word in season for me, but I feel that there's there's something specifically, and for us this morning, which ties in quite closely to this passage that we're in. And, and as I was out for my walk, I decided I would walk from my house. I live in Moira, and I walked from the top of the village. And I thought I would try to get down towards the station. You'll go for a bit of a longer walk today. And when I got down towards the station, and I turned or through Moira village, and I decided I would turn left going towards the village. I suddenly got to one of the most famous landmarks in Moira there at the corner, painted on the wall. And you can see a picture of it on your screen right now. It was just simply this words, these words, the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. I'm sure if you're like me, if you've been through Moira, you've seen this many, many, many times. I have driven past this so many times. I have sat in so many Moira traffic jams at this point and I've seen this first time and time again. And suddenly as I was out walking, I just felt the spirit just caused me to stop. And I stopped and I read it. It was one of those ones, just even in the fresh meditation of it, that the spirit began to speak to me afresh. And even in this, for this morning, this is the word that even as we think about how Jesus ascended, this is what it says in this passage. Let's not just have a rise in the fact that he's in heaven because the reality is in the same way he went, he will return. This is part of the news that we have this morning for us. The king is coming back. The king is coming back. Sometime soon, King Jesus will return And the reality is that if we're going to experience fullness of life in this moment, we have to live with our eyes set on a a focus of eternity as well at this moment. You see, there were prophetic words that were spoken about the Messiah when he first came. And Jesus fulfilled every single one of them. There was over 300 prophecies that were spoken. And then there were other prophecies that were given about his second coming and his return. And this is what we believe even at this moment, that the king is coming back. The king is on the move. And the world which God created at the beginning In his love, he has been redeeming and restoring ever since that moment sin entered the world. And here's the truth, one day soon, one day soon, the story is going to be fully wrapped up in love as King Jesus returns once again to fully redeem and restore all things. The good news is that there is a promise that the pain and the suffering, which again, many people are experiencing in increasing ways at the moment, even through things like a virus, one day, will be fully done away with when King Jesus returns. This is what the Bible says, there'll be no more sickness, there'll be no more death, there'll be no more tears. The Father has appointed a time and a season when all that we know in this life will be wrapped up and the Lord will return. And all that is wrong in this life, imagine this even like things including a virus, sickness, death will be gone with forever. That in itself is, is good, good news. And the simple fact that eternity to come and knowing that and the knowledge that there's a king that is returning means that for me, my joy, this is what it reminded me that morning when I was out for a walk, my joy just doesn't have to be dictated by my present circumstances. There is a hope that is ahead of us. And do you know what the hope tells me and the hope speaks to us this morning? Keep on pressing on. Keep on pressing on. Keep on believing. The king is soon returning. This is where part of this story from beginning to end, the king is soon returning. And you know what? The last thing I wanna do as I say that is to downplay again anything that we're experiencing. Perhaps in the midst of this, in the midst of your questions, perhaps in the midst of your anxiety, you are watching this morning, you need help. And if you're in that position where you need help, I just wanna say this morning, there is help for you. We wanna be a church that just doesn't talk about Jesus. We wanna be a church that just could demonstrate the love of Jesus and the support of Jesus and what the kingdom of heaven could bring to you. And we wanna be able to to help you. If you need help in any way, again, you'll see the number along the bottom of the screen right now. We would love you to be able to phone us There's some of our team that are there to be able to simply speak to you if you need someone to speak with. If you are struggling with difficulties and issues, we even have a team of professional counselors who can help you if that is part of your need at the minute. But in this moment, we wanna say that there is help there for you perhaps even at the minute at the minute you're just asking many questions like we said at the start again if you need someone to speak to about that and to journey with that we would love to help the last thing we're going to do is to beat you over the head with the bible and to start preaching that we want to create a safe space for you to ask those questions about life one final thing to say on that we have a course in church called alpha and if you have questions, there are many people who are signing in week after week online that are part of that safe environment where they're just asking those questions and exploring those questions together. If you have questions about life, we would love for you to be part of it. Again, you'll see an email address along the bottom right now. If you have anything that you would like to be, and you would like to be part of that with us, get in contact with us, we would love to, to help you at this moment. But the first good news, the first thing that helps us to keep our eyes focused on what is true and what is life-giving. The thing that helps us to firstly experience that life that he has is that there is hope about the fact that the king is soon returning. But that, that all being said, it sounds really good, but, but what about right now? And, and the beautiful thing is that even as what we've read this morning, Jesus speaks about how his spirit was going to be poured out. And, and the beauty is that through his spirit, Jesus is more present now than you could ever know this is my second point. The king is present right now. So while the king is going to return sometime soon, through his spirit, king Jesus is present right now, more present than you could ever know. One of the things that can ultimately steal your sense of life at this moment is by focusing on all that has changed and all that seems to have been lost. Many, many people struggle. It seems to be within... The human condition seems to be that many, many people struggle with change. And yet, l- let me just say this really clearly. I want to read this so that I say it right. But I felt the spirit say this really importantly. If you're going to be kingdom people, If we're going to be kingdom people that live with a kingdom mindset, birthed through true kingdom theology, then we need to recognize and understand that God is okay with change. And one of the things that God wants to do in your life is to see you constantly changed and transformed in your life through his spirit. In fact, one of the verses that Paul says is this in 2 Corinthians 3, and we all with unfailed face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So the thing you need to hear this morning is do not be resistant to change because change is actually something that is of God. When it is in its right season and its right moment, change is something that is of God. And if we're gonna experience fullness of life, then it's important that we are asking the right questions. So for example, one of the things that I hear many people say, and I think I've even heard this in my own mind sometimes as well, has been something like this. I hate this. I can't wait to get back to normal. I've heard so many people say that again. I think I've even heard it coming out of my own mouth. I hate this. I can't wait to get back to normal. And of course, I understand the nature of what we're saying, that we, we miss relationships, we miss connection, we miss those things that have brought us life. Thank you to those of you who finished our, completed our question, our survey last week. You know what, some of those things that, that actually brought your life, you mentioned were things like social connections. Many of you are missing that at the moment, but here's the thing that I need to say. What about if it's not about a returning to normal? But what about when we come out the other side of this, is that ultimately what the Father wants to lead us into is something that is new something that is beautiful, something that is better and beyond anything that we could ever think or hope or imagine. On, uh, on that walk that, that I was on that morning, so the coming of the Lord, Joth and I, was there in the corner, and as I turned the corner, the spirit continued to speak again, and as I went around the corner, as I continued up the road towards the station, over on my side, there was a gateway that had just simply the sign, and it simply just said the words, no turning, And of course, listen, I'm not stupid. Of course, I know practically what it means. Like, just don't turn your car. I get that, right? But in the Spirit, in that moment, what the Spirit was really speaking at that moment is that there was a moment almost for us, even as a church, but for you personally and even for your family, that some of the things that the Father is seeking to lead us into, it's a moment of no turning. Some of you even in this process and during this time, some of you have begun to reflect on this, but it's almost like you've become familiar even with the moment that we're in and you're going back to old patterns. In the spirit this morning, we simply say no turning. There's a journey that the father in love wants to lead us into because ultimately what he wants to bring us into beyond this is fullness of life. And so his encouragement, his endorsement to us this morning is no turning. There's a sense that we just gotta keep on going with this. Uh, one of, one of my, my friends from church, a trusted friend, someone who's he's a leader in the church, messaged me about a week and a half ago. And they, they said that in their own time with the Lord, they remember a word that, that the Lord had given me about a year and a half ago. I hadn't even been thinking about it. And they, they phoned me and they said, Dave, do you remember that word? It was a word simply where I felt the Spirit saying that we need to prune to be able to grow. And they said to me, Dave, do you feel that that word maybe wasn't just for then, but it was just as much for now? And as he said it, I realized, oh, actually the Spirit has been speaking to me about that even over the last number of weeks. One of the things that I've been quite enjoying over these last few weekends has been getting out in the garden. I am what you would call a modern day Alan Tishmarsh. Um, I recognize that some people might say that actually my physique is more in line with Charlie Dimmock. But there you go, that's by the by. Uh, But I've been loving being out in the garden. And one of the things that I've had to do over the last while is to be doing some pruning. And and there's part of me that almost is quite resistant to it. Like when I see some of our plants that are, there's no life and there's a bit of death and there's a bit of dryness. Sometimes you almost feel if you cut it back or do different things, you're hurting it or you're you're wrecking it even more. And in your head, there's this thought, if we just leave it, it'll, it'll come good again in some way. The significance about pruning is that in the process of pruning, what we do is that as we remove those things that are no longer growing, it actually results and leads to the step of where there's new life and there's new growth. And then the new season that's coming behind, actually these things have to be removed to allow space within the plant for the energy and different things so that the new growth and the new things to come. And this is what I simply believe that there are some things for us as a church, and again for you personally, that the Spirit is pruning at the moment. And what I feel that the Lord would say this morning is that with that, it's our responsibility to not resist change, but instead to partner with him, to partner with him even in this pruning process and to step into the new things that he has for you to be open for new things in your life. Because again, the ultimate truth is that King Jesus who's present with us right now, even in the middle of this, wants fullness of life for you. And so it's important to begin to ask the correct questions. So a good question to be asking at the minute is this, Jesus, what are you trying to add to my life? If fullness of life is really what it's about, then it can't all be loss; It can't all be about what's, what's, what we're losing, but actually, Christ, what are you adding to my life? And again, this isn't to belittle what we're currently going through, but as we have our eyes fixed on a present king and recognize him at work, It is what allows us to possibly join even with the words of the Apostle Paul that he said, you know what, even when I'm suffering, I can still rejoice because I recognize that there's life. Holly and the guys led us in that beautiful song this morning, Sovereign Over Us. You know what the enemy means for evil, he turns it for our good. Prophetically, I just want to say this this morning, you know what, some of the things that have even felt like loss because this is what the enemy does, he steals, kills, destroys some of the stuff that he's tried to remove to hurt you in your life. Actually, God's allowed it to be a time of pruning for you, but ultimately so that the new things and the things that lie ahead can come, which wouldn't be able to happen if the pruning didn't occur. And so don't be resistant to change. And the other thing just finally to say on this, I've recognized this in my own life over these last number of weeks. Perhaps that um, I know I came into this time thinking, I can't wait to have all this increased time with the Lord. Of thinking, you know, I'm gonna be in the spirit every single day. And these thoughts of grandeur that I'm gonna read, maybe a book each week, I'm gonna be in the Bible like hours every day. And life just isn't that way. Obviously, many of you are still working at home. Many of you are similar to me. You're trying to homeschool your children and lots of different things. It's been busy. But I felt the spirit again, just gently just said to me in this moment, if you seek it, you'll find simply the words of Jesus. If you seek it, you'll find... If you really want it, if you really desire it in this moment, then craft space, craft time, leave space aside because if you seek it, you'll find and in this moment it's simply an invitation of God. Would you give us eyes to see what you're doing and to recognize those new things, to recognize these things that are actually, the, these the things that are being pruned from our lives to create space and capacity for the new growth season that lies ahead. There's a king that's returning. There's a king that's present more than ever. And the final thing to say as we just engage with fullness of life, the King's plans haven't changed. The King's plans haven't changed. Again, as I walked around the corner um, from, from the words on the wall, what actually started to notice along the footpath, someone had taken time with a bit of chalk and uh, Andrew's... Uh, Kindly putting this on the screens for you right now. For me, some of the photographs that I took. Now, I recognize that some people when they come back from their holidays and they want to show you their slideshow of their holiday pictures. I don't want to bore you with this. it's just two or three of them. So just uh, journey with me in this. But just simply, there were words and, and I stopped reflecting And each so we So here's some of the words I was saying. Like someone had written this. Trust, never give up. I walked along a little bit further and there's another word simply saying, be bold. And I walked along again and someone had written, Stay strong. There were other things that were written, but these things, as I reflected on it, stood out for me. And I began to question, you know, and just reflect on it, and I started to ask, wonder, I wonder who's written this? And I started to think, I wonder if this is someone who's who's kingdom-minded, because the reality is whether it was someone who was kingdom-minded or not, these words were serving a kingdom purpose. These words were speaking words of life. In the passage again that Lorraine read today, simply this is what Jesus says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth And as I read it, I realized that even during a time when so much has changed, the reality is, and this is the thing that can bring us life, even at a time when so much is changing, the reality is for us as the church, ultimately nothing has changed. Jesus is still with us. Jesus is still calling us to do what he has always called us to do, to be his witnesses, to love our neighbor, to proclaim the gospel to make disciples. Nothing has actually changed, apart from the fact that maybe some of those things that hindered you from stepping into that fully in the first place might no longer be there. And this could be a moment that God is calling you to step into fully what it means to be part of the church and to enjoy the life of being part of the church. And the reality is, Jesus is saying this again, be my witnesses, live for me in this moment. People are crying out for hope each night. We just see millions of people just tuning in every night to the government press release because they're hoping that there's gonna be some turn. There's gonna be some sort of good news. They're hoping that there's gonna be some change. On the flip side of it, media and social media just seem to be full of a discouragement and negativity. And at this moment, this is what we recognize and see. Jesus has positioned, not just us as Emmanuel, but just globally, widely. Jesus has positioned us for this time as the church, to be the church, to carry out his ministry. To witness of His goodness, and three things that just simply just feel that is for us, just as we close, three things for you to press into this week. Firstly, release faith. You need to recognise because what Christ has said, He's left us his spirit, and so there's certain conversations that you're engaging with at the moment. And when you're in those conversations, you need to know that it's not just you in those conversations, that by his, but by his spirit, the king is in those conversations as well. Some of you are in different environments. Some of you are going into rooms, even virtually and online, but it's not just you going into those rooms. By his spirit, the king is going into those rooms with you. And what the king desires to release in that moment is that faith would be released so that people could even believe in the goodness of God. Secondly, like the words that I just saw on the footpath, we need to be the church that speak words of life. There's so much negativity. There's so much doom and gloom out there. And we can either join in with that or we can be the church that speaks hope into people's lives, that we can do the opposite, that we bring a much needed kingdom message and heart to this current climate, that we would be the church that speaks life. And then finally, and really significantly, that we bless at this moment. You all know that song that's been released in many different nations, the blessing. I feel it as a prophetic word for us and a prophetic act for us to do. Never downplay the significance of blessing someone, someone in the name of the Lord. Do you know what? So as, as we finish this, just if, if life is what you're, you're desiring at the moment, and life is something that you want to press into, our eyes are focused on our king at this time. Our eyes are focused on a king that is soon returning. Our eyes are focused on our king that is present with us more than we could ever know. And the thing that leads us to life is that the king's plans haven't changed, and he desires to use us at this time. If If you have those questions, and again, you would like to explore them, you you would love someone to pray with you this morning, even about what it means to begin a relationship with Jesus, call the number along the bottom. But I simply just want to just pray for us this morning. I just don't want to be someone that just speaks these words. I want to pray these words over us and just pray the blessing of the Lord upon us. And so as we finish, I just simply say this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favour and give you his peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel churchcouk